You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Well, you know, sometimes things don't always work out the way you planned. Hence the reason you hear my voice first and not the, we'll, we'll go with dulcet tones of the Mr. Mark Greentree. He, he decided at the last minute that for some reason, quality time with his family over the Easter holiday was much more important than coming on and recording Geekish Show Ever episode 144. And to fill in for him, we have five-thirds of Bunny Turd. No, wait a minute. Five-thirds of Beetle. We have our friend back, Mr. Mike McPeak. Good evening, Mike, and how are you? Not too bad. Did you did you say dolphin tones? <laughs> He's more of a SpongeBob than a dolphin. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm, yeah, lives at the bottom of the sea with his uh, pink friend Patrick. Yeah. Okay. We won't explore that. Oh no no! Now I've got a picture of him and Patrick dancing around. Never mind. We don't... <laughs> oh, this is going to take therapy now. I'll no, have to call. I have to call my therapist, Jack Daniels. <laughs> hey, you see uh, the well oh, for yeah. the audience can't see, but I am wearing my Jack Daniels whiskey shirt, uh, and Mike didn't even notice that until uh... no, I didn't. Oh. Not, and I'm just a Viking. Not that I really give a darn about the Minnesota Vikings, but it's a shirt. It's better than bare chested. This is true because neither of us need to do that at our age. No. There's laws against it, probably, even if I am in my own house. It probably, probably. Mm. So uh, I, so Mike kindly agreed to, to jump in and help me out since, uh, as I say, Mark completely bailed on us. You know, I don't know if he's chasing bunnies around down there or looking for jackalopes or what he's doing. But apparently I, I found out that in Australia it is a long weekend for everybody. Not just for him. I mean, they actually get the full four days off. The entire country kind of shuts down, turns off, tunes in to, you know, sp- spaces out or whatever the hell the saying used to be. Hunt some crocodiles and uh, uh, have a few uh, fosters or something. That would be a possibility, although I don't mm. think they actually drink fosters down there. I think they would probably uh, uh, sneer at that kind of beer where we drink it up here and think it's the greatest thing in the world, or some people do. Okay. As long as it's beer flavored, that's all that matters to me. So, Yeah. You know what they need? With with Easter, we're recording this just before Easter. When, what about beer flavored jelly beans? Hmm. How about just skipping the jelly beans? Well, you got to make it Eastery. How about beer flavored peeps? <laughs> wow, that'd be wild. How about just bunny shaped beer cans? It'd be hard to drink out of. You have to be pulling the tab off their ass and. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bad metal imagery. No, you just stamp off one of their ears and just drink it out of their head. Here we go. We combine Easter and drinking. You get a hollow chocolate bunny. You snap off the ears and fill it with beer. Or bourbon. Or bourbon, yes, true. And chocolate more- chocolate and bourbon sounds in, uh, intriguing. It sounds like something I might have to try after the show. <laughs> okay, folks, We're that's starting- it. We're done now. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting bad habits here already. Yeah. Starting? Well, okay, expanding upon, you know. Uh, Remember between the two of us, we've got a hundred and some years of bad habits. <laughs> oh, Christ. That, you know, yeah, you just made, feel, made me feel old there. But, yeah, actually probably closer to 104, but, yeah. Yeah, about 104 years, almost 104 years between yep. us of bad habits. So mm. I mean, what can we say? Beer inside an Easter candy or, or whatever you want. 
We're your people for bad habits. Yeah, we just taken a you know nice children's holiday and combined it with alcohol. Hey, what more can people ask for? <laughs> you know, bad Santa, drunk Easter Bunny. Yeah, okay. That's true. Did you ever see the movie Hopped? The one no. Where, where the I, I haven't seen but bits and pieces of it. My family went and see it. Saw it. It's the about a about Peter Rabbit or his cousin or something. I can't remember. And uh, the he goes around pooping out jelly beans. I thought they all did that. Huh? <laughs> Just be careful of the brown ones. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I had a, a next-door neighbor one year. His daughters got for uh, Easter, they got the little chicks, you know. But when you push down on the chick, a jelly bean shot out its ass. <laughs> I've seen the actual Easter Bunny one that does that. Yeah, I've seen that. I gave I gave my wife one year a Santa Claus that did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, uh, somebody uh, along the road uh, as we're going to uh, Watertown uh, had constructed some um, for um, was it Halloween? Oh yeah, for Halloween it was um, they had put um, some dummies out there and it, they'd use pumpkins and so you had one guy bending over and the pumpkin was the butt end and then he had a very voluptuous woman there and of course her bust was the was a set of pumpkins too uh, along the road there I think boy that's an interesting way to you know celebrate Halloween and I think they had another one where I forget what it was uh, was it Santa Claus whizzing on something or I can't remember they had a rather colorful one out there Oh, my, my favorite one is I used to have a T-shirt, and I think I might still, I just can't find it, where it shows uh, a little outhouse, and it has Santa and the reindeer all wrapped around it. And he said, no, I told you to go to the Schmidt house. The <laughs> Schmidt house. Uh, yeah, I, I know Jack uh, Jack Schmidt, so. Yeah. Yeah. I've met Jack Schmidt. He don't know Jack. <laughs> Oh, no, I know Jack. Yeah, he was about a year older than I am. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. So you so you two were very Schmidt together? Uh, no, he had his Schmidt together, but I didn't. So. Oh, okay. Right. All right. All right, so so enough with our with our double entendre and bad play <laughs> on words. We, uh, we actually do have a couple topics, surprise, surprise, to discuss tonight. Um, What's um, us stay on subject? Well, I didn't say we were going to stay on it. I oh. said we actually had some subjects to discuss. Okay. Well, I did listen to the, uh, the podcast you guys just put out. You guys were talking about keys before we actually get on yeah. the subject here. So I got – this is what I carry around with me every day. Ah, uh, that's a couple keys. Yeah, but, but how, how many of those are work-related? All of them. Ah, now if you're not at work, you don't carry that, do you? No, you, uh, what I, I did have a key ring that had my uh, – Wife's car key on it, my car key on it, the house keys, uh, a few other keys. I had about six or seven on there, but I finally took them off because the uh, key for the our, our Equinox, uh, Chevy Equinox, had the little rubber things on there. It kept it poked them all out. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of hard to lock it when you don't have any buttons there. So I've got to do something different there. But yeah, I, well, that's like I was saying. I was talking about if I carried all three vehicle keys, I had three key fobs. And the keys. Then I had my other house keys and the other thing, the key to somebody's house. I'm not really sure who the hell's house it is. Um, you having key parties or something? Or? Yeah. 
Now, there's a con. Do you remember the key party thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I remember. I never participated, but I remember. Anybody go, you know, probably uh, Urban Dictionary might be a good place to look that one up. But Yeah. For those who don't know, the basic gist is everybody threw their car keys into a bowl. The ladies usually were the ones that came along and drew a set of car keys and took the band whose car keys they were and... Yada yada yada, binga banga boomba, whoever you want to call, and <laughs> and they sat down, and had lengthy conversations about uh, literature and movies. Yes, they did. Yes, it was quite cultural. It was. Uh, they talked a lot about oh, free your willy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, but uh, no, Mike actually had a good topic. One that's very near and dear to my heart that he brought up. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, uh, it, it's even a subculture in some ways, but it's a geek thing for me. Tattoos. Yes, I got my first tattoo uh, this weekend. Actually, it's a set of three. Um, and I don't know, maybe we'll send the picture to Mark and he can put it in the show notes when it gets there. But um, yeah, I did something that um, I wanted something that reflected me and you know and me, uh, how I grew up and the things that are important to me. So I got, it's, it's three pictures I had tattooed on my... Uh, right arm here one is a picture of an 88 oliver because that was like the first tractor i drove on the farm and um the one i have here i just had the tractor but on the farm it actually had a uh, for anybody uh and it, for all probably three people out there who know anything about farming it had an old f11 uh, uh, farmhand uh uh, loader on there that it was the kind that wrapped all the way around the tractor and I use that for pushing hay together in piles because we actually stacked hay uh when uh, my dad was alive so we'd push hay into big piles and and stacked hay that way and that's what I ran all the time and I like that um the loader on that tractor because it had like a four-way valve on there uh so yeah I was doing four ways way back then but um <laughs> so I could sit there and raise the loader and then tilt uh, the bucket up and down so I could do that one-handed and then drive with the other one and this tractor had what I called Armstrong power steering as strong as your arms are that's how well you could steer the tractor um, I a truck like that <laughs> yeah, but uh, and so I spent a lot of time in that tractor, and there was other tractors on the farm, but that was kind of considered mine because um, I, I like driving it, and uh, and so that's the first tattoo, and the second tattoo is a picture of my uh, grandparents uh, Edison Amberola. I think we've talked about that on the show a few times or a time or two. Uh, so I've got that on there, and th- and for those who don't know, it's it plays the cylindrical records. They're about the size of a pop can. You slide them on there, and. Um, Wax, uh, wax cylinders. Yes, and I didn't realize there was different kinds of wax cylinders, too, because um, our friend Allison uh, Sheridan had some uh, that her grandfather had recorded poetry on him, and I was going, she sent me one, and I was going to uh, transfer, I was going to record it, uh, the audio out of it, and then send it back to her. I realized that it started chewing up the end of the uh, record there because uh, they used different needles. So I sent it back, and hopefully I didn't damage it too much of it so she was able and she had some others and i haven't asked her if she's gotten around to finishing up that project or not but um so that's the second tattoo and then my third tattoo here which i think really gives me the nerd cred on this one uh it's a picture of the first um computer i ever owned my tandy color computer actually at that time it was the radio shack color computer it had all of like 16k of memory in it and you hooked up a uh, cassette recorder to it to save your programs and i spent a lot of time one-handed typing while i'm the other hands watching the going down the magazine uh with the lines of code oh uh, i'm glad you cleared up what kind of magazine that was 
Yes, it was a computing magazine. Uh, yeah, because buying programs back then was expensive. Yeah. Uh, especially when you had no money. And then on, balanced on the corner of the um, uh, computer is a, a slide rule. Because I've actually got a couple slide rules around here. I can reach up here and grab. This is the one that I like the best, although it's not accurate because it got in the fire and the end got shriveled up so the accuracy is off. But, uh, ah, there's, very cool. Yeah, it's a uh, military slide rule. Uh, yeah, American Blueprint Company, military slide rule. Cool. Um, and so I sort of, uh, I don't know how to do everything on there, but I can multiply and divide with it. And uh, I got a book here, uh, simplified, uh, Simplifying the Slide Rule. Ah. So I actually have you know an instruction manual. So yeah, so I, that's like I said, those are my tattoos that I got, and uh, like I say, my that's my nerd cred. Uh, I mean, how many people go and get computers tattooed on their on their body for like ever and ever? That's true. I mean, I, I don't have that kind of tattoo. I have a uh, my something that goes back to my nickname when I was younger. I was uh, nicknamed Wild Man uh, by some of my friends, and. Uh, about 20, it's been 21 years ago now, I have, and I think Mike's seen it before, I have Taz up here on my shoulder. Um, he used to have, like, blood dripping out of his mouth, and he has a sword flinging over his head. But uh, he's faded out over the last 20-some years, so I need to have him touched up a little bit and uh, maybe added to him something. But tattoos aren't cheap. No, well, this one wasn't bad. It was uh, it was about a hundred dollars. I mean, it's not exactly chump change, but uh, that was. I didn't think that was too bad. And it took a little over hour to crank out all three of those uh, pictures. Um, and the, the guy may have given us a little bit of a discount because we went there the week before. We showed up at the appointed time, but there was a sign on the window that said that he was sick. And you know, frankly, if I'm going to have a guy putting thousands of little puncture wounds in my skin, I would rather have him healthy. So I was, you know, if he was sick, I'd rather he'd stay home. So, uh, yeah. and I think he may have felt, uh, so we kind of had to reschedule and you know, I think he felt a little bad for putting us off. So we may have got a little bit of a discount there too, because my wife also got a tattoo, uh, some butterflies and, um, stars, uh, going up her foot. So, um, uh, or on her ankle there. So we, we both got them done. So I think, uh, we may have got a little bit of a discount, but like I say, it was it was a little over an hour, and he says he charges about a hundred dollars an hour. So, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think uh, this one took because it's uh, had a lot of color and stuff in it. I want to say it took uh, the guy that did mine. His name was Jungle Jim, and it took. Uh, and I known he I knew other people he'd done uh, tat work for. Um, he uh, I think it took him about an hour and ten minutes, or maybe a little bit more to do this one not not much over that and i want to say i paid a little over a hundred bucks like 115 dollars for this mm. and that was 20 you know 20 uh was 1993 so that's 20 not quite 21 years ago okay and this one here was actually uh he didn't have to do a lot of work with this one um i mean it wasn't like he had the uh, you know, necessarily sketch it out or anything because what I did was I had taken pictures because these are actual uh, modeled on photographs that I have taken. So I had taken these photographs, um, I put them into uh, I don't remember which app it was I had on my uh, I put it onto my iPad and basically cut out each thing so it stood alone and then I ran it through a uh, another program, I'm not remembering the name right offhand, but gave it that kind of sketch look like it had been sketched in with pencils because I was trying to envision what it was going to look like on my arm. 
And then I took those, I took the three pictures, took a picture of my arm and put all three of them on there. Because before, you know, I did something permanent to my body. I kind of wanted an idea of what it was going to look like. And so I did all that. And um, um, so then all he had to, and I emailed the picture to him, and all he had to do was put his uh, paper over it and just basically trace it in. And it's all basically just for the most part, straight lines or whatever. So all he had to do was trace it on there. And the only other thing he had to do was um, the uh, Amberola was facing a different direction. So I just had him flip it over the other way so that they're all kind of like facing down towards my hand. So it looks a little more intelligent. But so um, he didn't have to spend a lot of time sketching or anything, just basically traced and put it on and started inking. That's not bad. I still, I would love to go back and have some more stuff done. I've always wanted to do the uh, barbed wire around my arm, just about where my shirt sleeve would end on a short sleeve shirt. And then I want it to look like it's ripping into my flesh. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's cool, but I saw something similar done one time, but the guy had actually done what looked like a chainsaw chain and had it like it had cut into his flesh and it had a little bit of a 3D look to it. It was actually pretty cool looking. Uh, dude, you're a little dark, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was neat. Well, yeah. I, 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 I just, I liked getting that. I've had, I had a couple other designs that I came up with. I've just never had them done, uh, strictly co cost. And then Jim went out of business and I haven't really found anybody else. I know somebody now that I would probably trust to do it, but, um, I didn't. There wasn't anybody around that I had knew uh, knew of that I knew well enough or felt trustworthy enough to let them do that. Because, like you say, it is a permanent commitment. This is twenty one years old now, so mm -hmm. you know. It, and I have thought about on this one here uh, having it like maybe framed in. Um, I, uh, my wife and I have been watching tattoo shows, so I know just enough to maybe sound intelligent, perhaps. But I was thinking something. Frame it in. Um, I'm not sure what's called a, a, a Celtic knot or something like that. Kind of the, uh, it looks like interlocking uh, links or something like that. Yeah. Have that go around that. But uh, I might do that. And then on the other arm here, I thought maybe to uh, match set or, you know, to kind of even things out a little bit on my left arm, maybe I'll have uh, one picture would be a picture of a, uh, a microphone and then a camera for podcasting. The fact I do like to take photos. The second one, would be the uh, mascot of the school where I graduated from, the Will Lake Pirate, so I'd have a pirate on my arm. Aye, matey. <laughs> and then um, the third one, um, uh, the FFA, uh, Future Farmers of America, was rather influential in my life, taught me about uh, leadership and responsibility and love for the land and all that kind of stuff. And I had a heck of an FFA teacher that I uh, like to praise from time to time, Mr. Kendall Thompson. And so I would have something. I haven't exactly figured out what yet, if I want the FFA symbol or I was a FFA officer for two years, so I was a sentinel and a treasurer. And um, their symbols, uh, let's see, I think the treasurer was, was that George? No, George Washington was the president. Oh, I forgot the symbols now. And, but the uh, Sentinel, I think, um, I don't remember. I got to look up and see what their symbols were. So I could either have those or, like, say, the FFA, but something, you know, signifying the, the FFA. All stuff that's important, you know, has been influential in me or on, in my life or, you know, something like that. Uh, well, if that's the case, then I ought to get a Jack Daniels tattoo. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> hey, 
it had a great influence on me in my younger <laughs> life. So that or Budweiser, one of the two. <laughs> I had a little beer. Um, yeah, in my younger life, I probably made a bad decision or two uh, with their help. So yeah, that's yeah, who I don't know who of our generation didn't. Let's put it that way. Yeah, this is true, and some of it involved. Um, uh, spotlighting jackrabbits in the middle of the night while driving around alfalfa fields with shotguns and oh, so many bad decisions. Yeah, mm. mine involved throwing up in the neighbor's yard, but that's a whole <laughs> different situation. <laughs> <laughs> You're fertilizing his plants. That yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go okay, weed, weed control too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jeez, I could have been a politician, but I didn't want to go over to the dark side. So. Yeah, I, now you make me think. I wonder what my wife would say if I said I wanted to go get some more tattoos now. Well, my wife got the first one. She got it uh, last fall. She got, uh, you know, it's a, a girly tattoo, but I like it. Uh, on her shoulder blade, she got uh, a butterfly with a like kind of a stem coming up with some little stars on it or something like that. You know, but it looked nice. It looked good. And I, I'm the kind of person I do, you know, I, I tell people this is my way of, uh, I like art. So I've got some on my arm that I can look at all the time. And, um yeah. And I've got an idea for a third tattoo or another, you know, uh, you know, a third thing here. I just, if I get around to it, I don't know. I'll have to see. My son graduated with this um, girl who's a heck of a, an artist. She's really good. Um, and she's setting up her own, you know, design stuff and everything. Um, and she does these great characters. And I would like to, because, you know, I haven't been very active on my Bard on the Plains podcast, but I was thinking uh, something about, um, you know, kind of a Bard, uh, maybe from, uh, um, you know, one of the adventure games or something like that, but kind of like a long coat. Um, think something kind of steampunkish type thing, but, you know, kind of a long coat and then like some uh, stars and moons behind me there because, you know, kind of science fiction type thing. Um but just have a nice character like that and have it put up here on my, you know, to cover most of my upper arm. I, I can picture it in my head, but to try and describe it, uh, I'm kind of falling short. But, you know, like I say, if I could get her to design it and then have the tattoo artist put it on there, I think that would be a heck of a thing. Because, uh, um, like I say, she's only about 24, 25 years old, but she's a heck of an artist. Um, Heather Finstead is her name. And, uh, and like I say, I just like her artwork. And if I would be very happy if I could commission her, like I say, I'd have to get some money together to pay her, and I'd have to pay a tattoo artist too. But to have, um, um, you know, have her do something on my arm. Yeah, that's cool. I, you know, now that you make me think of it, if if we ever redesign the logo for the show, maybe I should get uh, GSE logo tattooed on me. Hmm. Well, and I had kind of thought about you know maybe the uh, the Sci Fi Tech Talk uh, uh, podcast too. Um, you know, it's going good right now, but, you know, yeah, I don't know that. I'm not opposed to getting it, but, you know, I'd want to uh, think that one through before I got that. But, um, well, not, I, no, I know what you should get. Get yours and Jeff's and Julie's face tattooed on your arm. Hmm. I don't know how Julie or Jeff would feel about that. And the other thing is with skin, it tends to change over time. Uh-huh. They might end up with some wrinkles that they didn't like, and and I didn't even realize it. But with this tractor, te- uh, you're not going to be able to see, I don't think. But by flexing my arm, uh, it changes the size of the tractor, so it can go from regular size down to a compact. Well, you know, it saves fuel that way. Yeah, there you go. But I can shrink and grow my tractor. Well, the, the trick is now to make it look like it's driving up and down your arm. You got to have to work on that. 
Vroom, vroom, vroom. Okay. It'll give me something to do. Yeah, then maybe your wife will start playing that song. She thinks my tractor's sexy. What was the name of that song? Yeah, she thinks, uh, uh, no, yeah, she thinks my tractor's sexy. No, it doesn't say. You're close. I think you're probably right. Well, now I just feel like Googling it. Yeah, well, go, be careful. Don't Google where people can see you. <laughs> yeah, don't Google in public, dude. That's what I ought to do is get that, uh, what I have on that one T-shirt my sister gave me. said, sometimes when I'm alone, I Google myself. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, Google search always fascinates me. What I typed, I typed in so far, she, and then T-H-I, and the first full response after that is, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Yeah. Maybe Google's listening to me. It's either that or the NSA is helping them out. And I, for one, want to once again welcome our NSA overlords <laughs> and know that I, that I bow in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and say, dudes, I lost a file of three uh, three weeks ago. Could you email it to me? <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, that's right. I did erase a receipt I didn't mean to. Guys, you know, send it back. It's all cool. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, no, now you now you got me thinking I need some more ink on me somewhere. Is your wife going to kill me? Nah. Okay. You know what I should do is take all my favorite podcasts, put all the logos together, and get that tattooed on me. Wow. Because I got about 40 of them. I don't know. Yeah, I got 40 I listened to. 44. Actually, some of them I think have kind of... Well, like I say, mine isn't very active. I've been thinking about... uh, revitalizing it but i think i've said here before just doing a one mad podcast is kind of hard although i've been oh, we've been interacting but i mean if i had to sit here this long and talk i think most people would rip their earbuds out and throw their ipod away don't sell yourself short i enjoyed your show <laughs> well it's just it's just something about me talking and trying to come up with ideas like i said i've been toying with the idea of, uh you know starting it up again and what i was thinking about this time is um a few episodes ago on Sci-Fi Tech Talk, we did the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, um, which is a movie based on some classic uh, sci-fi and fiction and fantasy characters. Um, you had Captain Nemo, um, uh, Quart- Alan Quartermain, um, Nina, oh, I can't think of her name, um, from the uh, Dracula story, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The Invisible Man and Dorian Gray. Well, what I was thinking about doing was, it's like I say, it's all classic works of fiction. I thought maybe as a theme thing, I would uh, talk about each one of those on a, as a podcast. That's a good idea. Because I've like read, it. I've read about mm, half of them, I think, or something like that. It was, it was an idea. Like I say, I just. And, you know, now that I've been doing sci-fi tech talk more often, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable talking and expressing ideas and trying to get them to come out more. So, you know, I think maybe maybe I'm getting more comfortable and maybe I will sit down and, like I say, fire it up again. Because if I can just relax, one of the things is just relaxing and trying to get a flow of consciousness going that, you know, sounds good and sounds intelligent and doesn't sound forced. I'm not sitting there going, uh, ee, uh, you know, trying to th- figure out what I was going to say next. So, <laughs> um, and you know, there's not too many people that can, you know, pull off a, a solo, uh, you know, podcast like that. Um, Andy Anako does a good job. Um, yeah. uh, Tim, um, um, Robertson, he can do pretty good uh, just sitting there and rattling off stuff. But um, like I say it's not necessarily easy. It it takes a talent. So um, and maybe I just got to get more comfortable and you know think my subject matter through a little more. 
Yeah, you have to have a constant stream of uh, con- uh, content coming out of you and consciousness yes, to be able it, to do something like that. And your brave, uh, brain waves can't flatline. Yeah, that's why I had, don't do a, a solo show. <laughs> we can we can agree to that for sure. But uh, no, no, I'm I'm thinking yeah, maybe it's time for some ink. Maybe hmm. it's time for some more ink. I have to, maybe I should just get the Apple logo tattooed on my forehead. Ooh, I I thought about that, but yeah, what if uh, you know Apple almost went belly up once? What if they do go bad again? Well, of course, like I say, I got my Tandy Color computer on there, but you know it's just a classic computer. So uh, I don't know. I thought about because I'd also thought about uh, I'm not into it so much as I was, but you know a Linux Penguin or something like that because I think they're kind of cute. Tux. Yep. Yeah. That is interesting. You could always get the Windows 8 logo put on you. Have you been imbibing in Jack there or something? <laughs> it's colorful, if nothing else. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. No, I just got done with uh, a neighbor. You know, we got the Xpocalypse behind us, I think. Or, or you know. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I, I think I saw that somewhere. I can't claim to have coined that one. But, you know, XP. Uh, and she called me up the other day and goes, Mike, I've got this thing in the middle of my computer saying that, uh, you know, uh, Security Essentials is not going to be supporting this. And I said, okay, that's a legitimate one because this is my next door, na- uh, door neighbor. I've, I think I've mentioned the, uh, some of the adventures I've gone on with her. She was the one that had like 73 tabs open in Firefox. The sewing yeah. machine thing? Yeah, that one. Yep. Yes, that's her. And um, – and because I don't know if the grandkids go over there or she does it. I go over there and she's got about three or four freaking toolbars across her browser. I'm kind of, she's a nice lady, so I don't say anything. Just kind of, don't install this crap. Uh, so I go over there every once in a while, I'll take browser uh, or toolbars off, and then she's got these pop-ups and all this other kind of stuff. And so, yeah, uh, so this weekend uh, they went on a trip, so I brought the computer over here and, um, flushed um, the hard drive and put a uh, original uh, equipment manufacturer's copy of Windows 7 on there and got it all up and running for her and um and then the thing that drives me crazy about doing a Windows install is you install it and then you do updates and so you can go have a cup of coffee, make dinner, raise the cow for the hamburger for the dinner. <laughs> you know, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's probably some of that involved too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you're sitting there, and I uh, and when I took the computer back, I had to change the settings back because I had the monitor, so it wouldn't go to sleep, so I could go look over there every once in a while. And okay, you know, it's at 31 percent. Ten minutes later, oh, it's at 32 percent. You know, and so I just so I could keep track of it. And, you know, it wasn't. It could do it all by itself, but it's just kind of frustrating to sit there and watch it just crawl along and then once it gets done uh downloading didn't take long but then it's the installing part and it's just just sits there and you can hear the hard drive just grinding away and installing stuff and then restarting and uh, i got that all figured out for her so i actually had to do something like that maybe a month or so ago i can't remember now had an old vista powered laptop around here it was really underpowered i thought and nobody wanted to fool with it and i said you know Vista was such a pig anyway. Nobody was using the thing. I said, I'll just scratch it and put Windows 7 on it. I put Windows 7 Home Premium. Thing runs like a brand new computer, like a bat out of hell, man. (laughs) I'd like to get Windows 8. I've got my little uh, 
Dell netbook over here, and right now I got Linux on it, and I think I had Windows 7 on there, you know, once, but I like to see Windows 8 because at the um, school, I uh, from time to time, I run their lunch computer, and it was a HP, um, what do they call it, tablet computer, the one that, ooh, I'm hitting my microphone, the uh, lid would spin around so you could use it as a tablet. Or, oh, uh, yeah, um, not tablet, what they call their uh Adaptable, yeah. They can be a tablet or they can be a regular laptop. Uh, yeah, I, I, had, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, had a little stylus you could pop out of the sides. You could write on. Well, that's our our lunch computer, and that had XP on it. And some days I thought I could probably just carve things out in the stone tablet faster than what that thing was running. And then it had issues. And then the um, the uh, school. Um, they do their lunch program through the state, and that runs on a Java applet, and they redo it every once in a while. I think they screwed that up because it was crashing all the time. But she took it and installed Windows 8 on it, and since then I haven't been able to use it to see how it works. But she says it's working a lot better and a lot faster. And um, So I'm wondering you know, if maybe Windows 8 on my netbook over here would uh, – because I've heard that that's just maybe a little – tweak just a little better than even seven is so maybe it would uh yeah i've heard the same thing i've heard it eight is even lighter than seven is and like i said this machine over here is a, like a celeron about a one gigahertz processor and only got two gigs ram in it and it that thing runs really good and i put LibreOffice on it and the kids you know for doing what little bit of stuff they want to do they use it and love it hmm. so i mean it, it's you know added new life to a computer i mean it was a cheap computer but heck you know get a little more life out of it for just reloading the operating system but the the updates took me because i couldn't sit here and do it all in one shot took me the best part of about four days every evening fooling with it for a little while to get all the damn updates installed on it so and i, I know there's a way to slip stream a disc and do all that sort of thing but I fool with Windows so little here at home, <laughs> I don't have the patience to sit there and do that like I might have one time. And I don't do Windows enough to, you know, be that good at because people ask me since I'm kind of the resident nerd in town. People are always asking me about how do you do this in Windows, that in Windows, and I said, no, I don't know. And I, uh, you know, uh, that was one of the subjects I, uh, that we had talked about t- uh, tonight too. Is uh, I took my MacBook and I put an SSD in here. Um, and then I put, uh, so I took out the optical drive, I put it in an SSD and I put the spinning drive where the optical drive was. So then I, but I put windows on the spinning drive. So I try to log in there from time to time, a, to play games because I got a bunch of windows games I like to play, but I should just go in there from time to time and, um, just play around with windows and get familiar with it. And, um, you know, because like I say, every once in a while people ask me, the next door neighbor, I mean, she's got to have Windows. I would like to talk her into Mac, but I don't think her sewing machine software will work on, I don't think there's a Mac version. So, yeah, she's got Windows over there, so I should become a little bit familiar. But um, just sit down and play with that from time to time, if, you know, for no other reason than maybe appreciate uh, Mac a little more. Although Windows 7 is better. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind Windows 7. I use Windows 7 at work, and on my uh, Ultrabook I have for work, it runs fine. It runs fine. Now, it has an SSD in it, so I'm curious about your SSD that you put in, how, how much improvement you saw in your MacBook. Because your MacBook's what? Same, like 2010, 2011? 2011. 2011? Yep. It's a uh, uh, i7. Uh, 2.2 gigahertz, 
Uh, let me bring up the brag sheet here. Um, 2.2 gigahertz Intel uh, Intel Core i7, 8 gigs of memory. Um, yeah, and that had the 500 gigabyte, um, I think I went with the smaller but faster 7200 drive. Um, actually, I did a number of things that improved the speed on this. First of all, oh, probably about well, more than six months ago, I think the battery died in it. And I thought, well, I don't carry it around that much because at that time, it was just sitting here on the desk connected to a second monitor and everything. It was just kind of a hassle to unplug it. So I'd never carried it around too much. But then, you know, it started, I noticed it started getting slow and it was just really driving me up a wall. Well, you know, about a month ago, I did some research and found out that when uh, a MacBook doesn't see an active battery there, it'll have, is, uh, slow your processor down by half. So my 2.2 gigahertz processor was running at one gigahertz. Wow. Yeah, it was like it was more like ouch. Um, so I went and replaced the battery. I got uh, got it through iFixit and uh, got their little toolkit that went with it, and I did that, and it worked pretty good. And then then it was snappy, but then the spinning hard drive kind of was acting a little weird, and I thought, well, oh what the heck? And so I went out and bought a um, Samsung. Um, 240 gigabyte uh, uh, solid state drive and put in here. And like I say, I got a um, uh, uh, kit, took out the optical drive, put the spinning drive where the uh, optical drive was and put the SSD in place of the uh, spinning hard drive. And yeah, now that's quick. I mean, I can go from zero, from cold start to up and running in about a minute. I haven't sat down to really time it yet. And I mean, I've got things popping up. I got Alfred, I got pop clip. I got all those things going across your menu bar across top there. So I have a number of things, you know, starting up, but I can be up and running in about a minute. Yeah. I, uh, my, uh, windows Ultrabook is it'll reboot. I don't mind when it says restart. Cause it's like, boop, boop, and, okay, great. I'm up. I'm back up and running. I've always wanted to put, but I think I'm going to do it a slightly different way. Make a boot drive, get an external uh, Thunderbolt case, and put an SSD in that for me to boot my iMac off of. Because I know there are people that say it's not so bad. <laughs> you know, just pull the glass off, do that. I no, I'm not doing that. I am not yanking the glass off this big ass 27 inch iMac because I know I will screw something up. Or you'll get a just a speck of dust back there, and it'll stand out like a flashing neon light once you see it there. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise this is a what is it? A three point four gigahertz Intel Core i seven, and it's got sixteen gigs. I want to bump that up to thirty two of RAM of, of thirteen thirty three uh, DDR three RAM. So I'm thinking a Thunderbolt SSD, maybe like a, a five hundred and twelve gigabyte would do me fine, and I could just use the internal spinning drive for storage then. Yeah, because an iMac, you're not going to be moving around. I had toyed about doing that, toyed around with doing that with the MacBook here, but, you know, you picked that up, move it, you'd have to have an external drive dangling off there if I wanted to take it upstairs, and so I decided not to do that. And now that I've, uh, you know, got this stuff in here, the reason the battery died was because I never, you know, unplugged it, so it was running, you know, charging all the time. Well, I thought, you know, it's a laptop. Why don't I take it upstairs? So I and I had, um, I decided I'm going to change kind of the way I do things. I don't have the dual monitor set up like I had here before. I'm running just off the uh, MacBook screen here, um, and I've got. Uh, 
I'm going to, I got a Hackintosh running down here, so I'm going to move my printer over to that so it can be a print server, uh, backup drives and stuff over there, information there. Uh, I've got my 500 gig in in here that I can put music and pictures on. And so I'm just trying to, and upstairs I got one of those little um, uh, laptop desks with the leg on it, and so you can put it over top of your chair or whatever. It tilts back. You got the little table off to the side there for your mouse or your trackpad or whatever. So I thought, you know, I'm going to just change the way I do things. I actually use this as a laptop. So I've been taking it up. I'll have it down here in my office part-time. I'll take it up in the living room, actually be with my wife once in a while, um, and just use it that way and sit there and watch TV and noodle around on the MacBook or, you know, things like that. So I've been changing the way I do things instead of, you know, being the power user. Uh, and I, I hope I don't disappoint you too much, Kevin, but I've gotten away from the multiple monitors set up here and just, <gasps> gonna, I know, heresy. <sighs> but... Uh, but I, what I can do is, though, just to be nerdy, though, don't worry. I've got the monitor for my Hackintosh sitting up here. And so I've installed a program. Um, i got to see the name of it. I don't remember what it is right offhand. Um, teleport. Uh, it's basically like Synergy. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, that's why I knew it. Yeah. Yep. So then I've got it set up. So um, I got it set up so I don't accidentally stray up, like when I'm doing a podcast or something, I strays off the top of the screen up to the other monitor. So if I hold down Option and then uh, uh, and then move it up, it'll move up to the other screen, so I can operate the other computer from my MacBook here. That's cool. That that's still cool. That that gives you a little geek credit. Yeah, I know. I I know. I get ragged on for my multi monitor setup and the fact that I'm now trying to figure out how to add that fourth or or possibly even fifth monitor into my setup. Well, and then I was listening to um, the um, my Mac podcast and um, guy and his guest. I can't remember who it is now. This week they were talking about a program I think called Air Display. Yes, I think oh, I don't have an iPad handy. I have used, I think it's called Air Display, and it actually turns your iPad into a display screen for your uh, for your Mac. I've used that, and I could technically then I could take both my iPads, so I'd have a fourth and a fifth screen. So, and the other thing is, uh, you could also use it to. Uh use another computer as a display screen. So um, if I wanted to just, you know, instead of maybe maybe using teleport, I could use this air display and just be able to uh, use the second computer as a monitor. Um, and then I could drag stuff up there. Because when we're doing, uh, like, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, I like to have my uh, oh, IMDB and um, Wikipedia open and have that stuff up there because I, you know, I suffer from CRS. I can't remember stuff. And so I like to have my crib notes and stuff up there and you know, so that I can uh, rattle off little pieces of trivia that I come up with once in a while and try to sound halfway as intelligent or you know, otherwise fake it. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like it for that. But the rest of the time, I, I just don't do the kind of things I need all the monitors for. I thought just pare back a little bit, be a little bit more. And then, like I say, that way I can take it out. I can exercise the battery more, so hopefully it won't go dying on me this time. Uh, and just take it out. And and now with, uh, I think, I don't remember what the battery life was because um, I went, let's see, it was going backwards. It's Mavericks. Uh, Mountain Lion. Or Mountain no, no. Li- Crap. Uh, yeah, I think it was well, no, was it uh, uh, Lion 
or mountain lion. Mountain lion, lion. Yeah. Yeah, because I had it on snow leopard. I skipped over uh, lion, and I went to mountain lion. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So I skipped over. Um, so I never used lion, and I don't remember what the battery life was like on um, um, on um, snow leopard. But on this one here, um, I'm thinking you know maybe three, maybe four hours. Um, on battery, and so that's enough time for me to kind of wander around and do some things, and still be able to plug it back in and uh, and use it. So, like I said, I'm just trying to get it out and use it more. And maybe with uh, now that the weather's finally, I know you don't want to hear this, Kevin, but now that the weather's finally starting to warm up here, <clears throat> I know I said evil things, but uh, I can go outside and sit on the patio out back and uh, look at our you know nice lawn back there. Well, our brown lawn if we don't get any rain, but. Um, I can sit out there and you know get some fresh air. I, I hear fresh air is healthy for a person. I don't know. I'll give it a try. Not for uh, geeks, it's not. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see. But I'm willing to give it a shot though, and just see and, and be able to just sit out there and you know flip off nature or something. You know, some bird passes over or something or you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> but just get out there in nature a little bit and you know see what that that thing is like. So I. Uh... Yeah, I the yard got mowed for the first time today. It's like, oh, it's that drudgery now that will continue on until sometime in early <laughs> November. It's like, holy shit. Well, okay, I'll brighten your day. We had snow yesterday. Uh, we actually had snow. I ran through snow Tuesday evening on the way home as I crossed the mountain. And I was like, I I'd had a really crappy evening. It had been a really bad evening. I won't bore anybody with those <laughs> details. But then as I got up on top of the mountain and it was snowing, I was like, ah, I feel better now. And it got nice and cool. It was, it was much more temperate because it got down to like 23 degrees Tuesday night. So it was, it was, I was back in my, I was like, ah, feels much better now. You see, we're at polar opposites because when we got that snow yesterday, uh, I was working days at the school, so I have to keep the front sidewalk uh, clean. So I was out there about four times shoveling off the walk so nobody would slip and fall and bitch and complain. Um, and this was wet snow. I didn't even, well, for what I was doing, it wouldn't take be worthwhile to get the snowblower out just to do that one walk. So I was shoveling it, and the, and the snowblower probably wouldn't have worked anyway because this was that kind of wet snow that it would just come out the end and go bleh. And probably plug up and just be a pain. Yeah, that yeah, that kind of snow isn't much fun coming out of a snowblower. Usually, what I do when I we get that kind of snow, and we get those a couple times a year around here when we get snow, is uh, I'll use the snowblower more like a plow, and I'll push it along until it builds up a good bit, then hit the the uh, the tines. I can't I can't think of what you need to call it. <laughs> the part that grinds the snow, and it'll grind it real quick and throw it out. Mm. So. Because otherwise, if you, it doesn't, it doesn't do right with that wet snow. Right, and this wasn't too bad. I was just able to push it off, but you just, um, you just got tired of pushing that snow for that long. And and it, part of me wanted to go tomorrow. It's going to melt, and it pretty much has mostly. But there's all those whiny people that wear sandals in the winter time and snow, and then they complain. You know, anyway. Uh, hey, you're looking at a guy that goes outside in his shorts and a t-shirt and shovels the sidewalk off. 
Yeah, but you're willing to accept the uh, responsibility, though. Uh, I want to say, hey, people, this is winter in South Dakota. Wear sensible shoes and use your head. Well, now that's just something you can't ask people to do. Well, I know. But anyway, you, you, the SSD thing, how much improvement did it add to the overall performance? Oh, uh, it's kind of like, like that. Oh, that's cool. Like I said, I, I've thought about doing I know uh, it was interesting you brought up about your Hackintosh a couple episodes back on the Mac Bytes podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to that one. Uh, hosted by Elaine Giles and uh, her, her uh, Mike Thomas. Um, one of my favorite shows. They're out of the UK, They're and they're hilarious. I was on, did a guest uh, interview on there with her uh, talking about Microsoft OneNote. I think I mentioned that last week on the show. Uh, if you want to have a listen, go over to episode 87 of Mac Bytes that I was on. Um, but she was talking about, on the most recent episode, the problem she had, she had an iMac the exact same vintage as mine, and what had happened with it, and had made her, you know, long story around, had actually made her consider going back and building a Hackintosh. Um, she, like me, has served her time you know, building computers and stuff like that. And, you know, when it was fun and interesting and you enjoyed doing it. And now it's just like, oh, shit, do I have to go in and work on the thing? Well, see, what I do is my son uh, builds computers. So I let him build it, and then I'll go and put the operating system on. And so he likes doing that kind of stuff. Some days he'll just get bored and take his computer apart and put it back together. So that's the kind of thing that he likes to do. So I say, here's the hardware Make me a computer, and then when he gets it done, I'll go and gather the stuff together and um, install a Hackintosh on there. And it usually um, works. I got to do a little research, and um, I've used the same. I've used done it on two different computers. One was a um, was that my Pentium? Yeah, I think that was my Pentium D. And then this one I have over here now is is a uh, Core Two Quad. Um, and you got to find the right, you know, hardware. Yeah. Uh, this one is mostly compatible. The uh, network card kind of drove me up a wall. Although I got to thinking, though, because it was kept cutting in and out, and it said that you know they couldn't see a, there wasn't a cable plugged in. But when I was installing XP on the neighbor's computer, I was seeing the same thing on hers, and I got to wondering if my um, uh, gigabyte switch over here was acting weird. So I unplugged everything because I'm not, I. Don't necessarily need a switch down here anymore since I've kind of cut back on my computers and basically only have two down here now. Um, and I was wondering if that was acting up because I unplugged that and everything seems to be better now. But um, there are certain things that will um, and sound cards too. But I kind of solved that problem because I think the sound built-in sound card uh, in uh, my Hackintosh here burned out, so I went out and got a little uh, USB sound card that does everything that I want it to. It, you know, it's loud and, you know, uh, that's big biggest re- uh, prerequisite. It, it needs to be loud so I can damage my hearing uh, listening to music. Um, yes. But, yes. That's what um, we all need to do. Yes. Uh, and so I, you know, got over that and uh, it's, and sometimes I pull my hair out and, and I don't know, I keep thinking, I'm waiting, expecting him to announce a, uh, well, I don't have no knowledge, but in my gut, I'm thinking maybe they're going to announce a Mac Mini, maybe at WWDC or sometime 
maybe soon. So I'm kind of holding on because I'd like to get that because that's nice and quiet. Um, this one down here does have some fan noise. Uh, hopefully it's not picking it up too much, but it does make a little fan noise. It does put out a little heat. And it would be kind of nice just to have a Mac Mini sitting in one of these little cubby holes on my desk here. Um, get the, you know, the big computer off the floor. And use that because what I'm using the Hackintosh for, I think the last time I was on, I was kind of discussing my all my media options or whatever. But uh, the Hackintosh is my Plex media server. I've got a uh, the uh, TV tuner uh, thing plugged into the USB. I'm using it to record my TV store. It's file storage. It's going to be a print server. Um, but a new Mac Mini could do all that and probably faster too. Although this is a 3 gigahertz. Um, core to quad it's still pretty fast but uh you know it kind of has to churn a little bit and yeah and the mac mini is an awesome little computer because i've got this one that i bought uh once again a big thank you to mr mark shepherd i bought from him oh used a year or so ago now i can't remember um and it's a 2007 it's an older mac mini and the kids still use it and they love it it's the it's the computer they go to it's the one that everybody fights over getting to use is that one. Uh, it's the one you can't quite see it over my shoulder there. The screen's actually gone dark on it. Um, but it just sits there and runs and runs and runs and runs. And I know Mark had it for a long time, so. Yeah, and like I say, this one here, I'm using it for, because um, uh, right now I'm recording. Uh, no, I guess I'm done recording, but uh, I had it. Uh, so I got it set up with ITV to record uh, uh, television shows, and I'm thinking about getting a different uh, Elgato uh, uh, television recorder, one that's got a built-in um, um, IR blaster so that it yeah. could actually control the uh, cable box. Because what I have to do now is I program the cable box to auto-tune to the shows I want to record, and then I program the ITV software to do the recording. It'd just be so nice to have the computer do everything, and then also uh, sort out the conflicts. Because when I put the uh, uh, programming the cable box to tune in all the shows I wanted, I had it set to record uh, NCIS Los Angeles, and I didn't realize that storage wars conflicted with it so i got half of ncis los angeles and the other half was storage wars so um oops yeah well you know it's just me and i'm also experimenting too i'll have to see if i get a letter or not from my isp um uh, doing torrent downloads of television shows um it's yeah well i know uh, but I can basically do the same thing with Plex Media Server because you install channels on there for your different television channels, and it's not down. It's not downloading, but you can watch them streaming without the commercials in there. Um, so I mean, I can watch it that way. But uh, so I do have that backup plan. But um, I would like to. I'm just trying to figure out the best plan, but I'm thinking if I can bought this new tuner with all the other stuff, and then it does the uh, conversion in the in the tuner, not on the uh, computer, so it offloads some of the uh, uh, conversion process. Process if I want to put it on my iPad or my iPhone, uh, and then I can also use it to live stream television to the iPad or the iPhone. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I understand, and I'd like to say I would. Uh 
I I just use my uh, ca- cable company's provided DVR. It works okay, and I can. Uh, it's Comcast. They even have an app that you can watch catch up TV on too. But I, you know, to have another Mac Mini to play around with, that's that would be cool. If I had the extra cash, I mean, because you can buy them cheap, you know, buy the basic configuration, and it's a pretty powerful machine. And then all you have to do is go out and buy some additional RAM to stick in it, and you're ready to rock and roll then with a nice little computer that takes up almost no space. Because one I have is the original design where it's about that thick, and it takes a, uh, what do you call it, a spludger, you know, a putty knife, basically, to get into the thing to do anything inside of it. So, uh, you know, the new ones are, e- yes, exactly. Yep. The new ones are, are much easier. You just pop the base off, take it out, and do that. Now, if I really had my druthers, though, because of the nice, small, compact size, I think I'd have to have one of the new Mac Pros. Oh, yeah. Let me sell a kidney. What are they going for? I don't know, but not not as much as the Mac Pro is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it certainly sounds good. And like I say, little trash can sitting on your desk there. Uh, and that's got a Xeon in it. Um, I want, you know, would you... At that point, would you be able to tell the difference? I mean, once you start doing, like, video editing, but, I mean, would you be able to tell the difference of opening up a browser page on, like, say, my MacBook with the SSD in it and on the Mac Pro? Um, I bet you could tell a little bit, but not a whole lot. A lot, yeah. Like I say, you know, if I was doing video editing, yeah, sure. Um, But, you know, for the stuff that I do, even, you know, when I'm doing audio audio editing that doesn't take so much horsepower but just the coolness factor of having oh yeah i know them. i mean the thing is amazing looking little machine uh if anybody wants to see something about it there's a guy that i follow on youtube called david defranco i don't know if anybody knows about him or not he's kind of interesting character he's he's in his late 20s i guess and he's just a lot of fun he does a lot of nerdy geeky stuff he's the one that turned me on to uh was it loot crate and uh, nerd block where you get all these you can if you want to subscribe you can get these boxes every month what geek doesn't like to get a package with all kinds of little geek toys and stuff in it you know for i think it's like 15 or 30 dollars depending on which one you subscribe to um you know that kind of through him's how i found out about that and he's he knows chris perillo i believe too so uh and Mm. i'm sure you've heard of chris oh yeah yeah, so I mean, he's he's he, David. Uh, uh, please go out and have a listen to uh, David DeFranco. He actually ran a, I guess it was an Indiegogo campaign or a, yeah, an Indiegogo campaign to fund his purchase of a new Mac Pro, and he actually got enough contributions from all his fans. You know, a dollar here, mm-hmm. five dollars there. He actually ended up getting, I want to say, it was around four about five thousand dollars. Through all those little, and he actually had things that you know. If you contributed twenty five dollars, you got um, uh, an ad spot. I think that he did at one of his videos because he has a couple hundred thousand viewers on YouTube, so he's got a pretty good hmm. following on YouTube. And uh, he, uh, he, you know, he raised the money that way for his business that he runs, but also, you know, to to take care of the YouTube side of things where you don't make a great deal of money except off of the ads and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, he was doing the Mac Pro in his review. Uh, I was watching it the other night of it. He just got it. 
and you know drooling and fawning over it but it was the thing's just cool looking so what it boils down to and yeah. to have that sitting on your desk with say two 27 inch thunderbolt displays i could pare down to two displays then <laughs> yeah pare down um yeah i've gone over to help somebody she's got a 27 inch uh iMac running uh lion and i'm kind of yeah, it would be nice. It would fit on my desk here, but um, I don't know. I And I was almost to the point where I was going to get rid of my MacBook here until I finally figured out what the problem was. Now that I got it working good, I'm I'm happy with it. And like I say, now I just, I'm convincing myself to take it out and go out into the world a little bit. But yeah, at one point I was thinking about getting a nice 27-inch uh, iMac and putting it up here, but uh, I don't know. I'll squeeze a few more years out of this one. Well, you know, I'm still, I've got right here, uh, I still have my 2008 vintage MacBook Air. Mm. The orig- I guess it's technically the original one. Um, and I still take it with me when I travel sometimes, just for the basic stuff I might do while I'm on the road. It's running Lion, I think I've got on here. I don't think i got Mountain Lion, so I don't think it'll run Mountain Lion. Uh, doesn't mean I won't try to put it on. This is actually the computer I talked about a while back at Triple Boots. Oh. It boots, it has OS ten Lion, it has Windows 7, and it has uh, Ubuntu, or Zubuntu, I guess it is, on here. So it has three different OSs on here. Mm. So, busy little computer. You put uh, Zubuntu on there, huh? Yeah, because I like the interface on Zubuntu better than I do... Uh, that the only thing wrong with this is uh the battery's about shot in it it won't hold a charge for more than about an hour or so okay well you know um like i said i was a little scared about putting my battery in but i followed the iFixit stuff maybe you need to put a new battery in there and while you're in there you could go and put an ssd in there and um you could make that thing snappy and well i've thought about that until i saw how the battery's glued in that one oh and so is the uh, hard drives glued into it, too. Go oh. I, I, If you really want to see how to do it, uh, go look it up on... Um, OWC has those videos. You know, you can buy the stuff and do it. Mm-hmm. And all these little teeny wires and shit that you had to move and, you know, little hair-thin wires. I'm going, oh, don't know if Kevin wants to do that. <laughs> well, there is a couple. The uh, one for the... I think it was the optical drive. It said, use your fingernail and slide it out of there. And I was a little concerned, but it was like, okay. It didn't, didn't look like I broke it. Um, so, yeah, I was a little nervous about that. But, yeah, like I said, the, uh, for the uh, battery, I got the uh, – um, I went through iFixit. And, they, you know, the little little spudger here, and it's got the little uh, little notch there for doing things. you got a little point. And then uh, – the uh, I got the two screwdrivers from them because uh, to get the battery out of this one, it's got the uh, I forget what it is the three sided screw slot. Pencil is that called the pentalobe? Is that what it is? Pentalobe, I think that's what it is. Yeah, so I had to get the special screwdriver for that. Um, and then um, I was going to order the tool kit um, to put the uh, uh, hard drive in because. Uh, it had some really small uh, Phillips screws there, and I thought I was going to have to order. But then I remembered that I have this one here, and that was actually a uh, a birthday present from Menards. I don't know how many people are familiar with Menards. It's a lumber uh, chain. Um, 
kind of like Lowe's or something like that. Yeah. And, and so we have a card through them. And um, so every year on your birthday, you get a birthday present. And this is a pretty slick little uh, uh, screwdriver here. It goes down to, I think, triple zero uh, Phillips. And it's got the flat uh, blades in here. And uh, it's got the Torx bits. And basically, it had everything I needed to... Uh, uh, it's torques down to T6. Uh, yeah, down to a T6 torque and um, torques bit. And it's got, um, I don't know if you can quite see it there. Um, but and it's also got a little collar that you can put on there that's lighted and everything. So uh, it's a pretty slick outfit. So Is our phone ringing? Yeah, my son's calling me, but he can wait. So I was just trying to figure out, how do I silence this? Doesn't it have a dismiss thing here? Oh, he gave up. Okay. Um, um, yeah, now I have something that I got a few years ago when I was still fooling around. And I still occasionally find it with something. The kids will break something occasionally, and I have to take it apart and try to fix it. I have a set of uh, Craftsman uh, fine, fine screwdrivers and stuff. I call it like a jeweler's set of screwdrivers. I'm not going to dig it out because it's a it's a it just came in a package, but I actually put it in a fair sized pencil box that uh, it kind of fills that up and it has almost every size under the sun that uh, that you could need for something like that and I love it so <laughs> he, he really he really wants to talk to you apparently <laughs> uh, he he can wait a few minutes I think I'm going to pull the battery out of here and. <laughs> There we go. My wife can deal with it. I was going to try and text him and um, let him know, and I should have just. I I'm usually I usually practice safe podcasting and turn stuff off before I come down here, but I've been getting sloppy. I mean, um, uh, I kind of forgot that this time. Well, we'll 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 let you slide on the sloppy because you you know okay. you're still tr- you're still trying to. You know, it's not like you're getting sloppy seconds with Mark being around. So, well, yeah, that's true. we still haven't had that alleged threesome yet. So that that's true. I just always put my phone to uh, vibrate and then leave it alone. Well, and I should have done that. And I got my well. First, he tried calling on the iPhone, and uh, I should have just slipped that to silent. And then the other phone, I usually pull the battery on that one, but I didn't think about it. I, like I said, I've gotten sloppy, and most of the times people don't. Uh, we don't get too many telephone calls around here, so. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's your personality. What? I mean, the fact that I'm antisocial and people kind of piss me off from time to time? It could be. It could have something to do with it, Mike. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Okay, well, I don't know. It seems like a wild idea, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, so. <laughs> So, uh, well, I think, you know, believe it or not, my friend, we've been going for over an hour already. Wow. We do tend to talk when we get together, so. It's nothing like a couple old fools, one of them talking about being drunk and the other one remembering (laughs) being drunk and and tipping cows and shooting rabbits and everything else, and it just runs on. But uh, as as always, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we actually only got to a couple of the things we talked about, so we'll add the other stuff that we had. And then for the next time you come back, which could be next week if Mark decides to bail on us again or bail on me, <laughs> um, and then we'll just see what happens. But uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and please tell people in case they don't know where they can find you. 
Well, yeah, like I say, uh, I, I kind of plugged me a little bit, but um, I do a podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Jeff Sire and Julie Keel, Sci-Fi Tech Talk. We uh, look at a piece of science fiction and uh, we talk about it and uh, uh, look at the tech in, within that uh, episode. And this week we're going to be doing Repo Men. That's one I haven't seen before. Apparently they're uh, taking back transplanted organs from people. So this ought to be interesting. Um, and the last yeah. episode... <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, it, it sounds intriguing. In the last episode, we did Fantastic Voyage at, from 1966. I don't know if you remember that one with Raquel Welch in it. Yep, <laughs> I do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we did that one, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then for anybody who you know, go watch it and look for the uh, scene where they're peeling the antibodies off of her. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> That, Mike's that getting some interesting intriguing. visuals. <laughs> uh, well, visuals, yeah, we'll see about the interest stuff. But anyway, uh, you can find that at scifitechtalk.com. And if you're interested, uh, like I said, I've, I've kind of fallen off of my tech on the, or my uh, Bard on the Plains podcast, but you can uh, find that at bardontheplains.blogspot.com. And if you listen to it and, you know, uh, um, people get interested, maybe I'll start it up again. Uh, I just kind of, got to get into that but and you know if you want to find out about anything else i do i have an about dot me page at about dot me slash mike mcpeak that's m-c-p-e-e-k that's great and i do encourage people to go over and listen to sci-fi tech talk i'm listening to the episode right now where you're talking about uh rise of the planet of the apes no yeah uh, Yes, is it, it's rise, not return to the planet of the apes. Right. right. This is the the re, uh, it's kind of going to be the looks like it's going to be the reboot um, because you had the original Planet of the Apes series and you had that one with Mark Wahlberg, which was Planet of the Apes. Well, this one looks like they're going to uh, they're kind of starting at the beginning where the apes uh, rise up, uh, kind of where it's uh, where it starts. Um, let's see. No, and there's one coming out this summer. Now I'm trying to remember the name of that one. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't know there was another one coming out already. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a follow-up to the one that we did. Um, now I'm blanking out. Um, I think this one we did was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I can't think yeah. of what the next one's going to be. Uh, I can't think of that name, but that's coming out this summer. So um, I'm interested to see how that one goes. So Yeah. Uh, do go over and have a listen to Sci-Fi Tech Talk. It's... It's one of those shows that I like to mix in amongst all the other tech shows that I listen to and uh, give me a little break from uh, the tech side of things. Uh, and it's it's a great show. Mike, Julie, and uh, Jeff all are quite interesting to listen to, uh, and it's it's just fun. Uh, there's, there's, it, it's worth having a listen if you, if you need something refreshing because it's always refreshing to listen to Mike. And Julie and Jeff too, but you know, we'll just go with that. <laughs> but anyway, so if you want to know more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. If you want to drop us a review in iTunes, we would love that. That would be great. Uh, if you want to know more about me, you can always go over and find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B I G underscore I N underscore V A. And I leave those underscores in there just to tweak Mark off. And I will not take them out just for that very reason. Uh, but uh, please go over there, or if you want to see a little bit more about what I might be up to, you can always go to my about.me at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks, Mike, for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next week, I hope. Uh, we'll, we may, may eventually get to that real three-way that we've been promising for so long where Mike's in the middle between uh, Mark and I. So there's a mental picture for you to, to wrestle with, folks, between now and next week. And the main thing, 
the main thing that you have to do between now and next week is don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Ryan Van Leer. And I'm Matt York. We're from the Four Pigs the Bell Tools podcast. What is Four Pigs the Bell Tools, you might ask? We're a group of gamers who, simply put, have a passion for gaming. What sets us apart is our unbiased coverage of all the major platforms. That is Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Wii U, 3DS, and PlayStation Vita. Sometimes even PC or mobile games, too. We also love to reminisce about older games and systems from yesteryear. Four Pigs the Bell Tolls provides short but sweet reviews, the hottest gaming news, and in-depth gaming discussions. So if you love video games or would just like a fresh perspective of the industry, be sure to give us a listen and check out our YouTube page. We're part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.